Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome everyone again to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before I introduce our guest, I have to confess I made a bit of a boo-boo and have to issue a correction um, because these are two awesome ladies and they both need credit. I made the mistake and had stated in the last episode that Jessica DiNardo was the coordinator for Whipped, which in fact, she's actually the TD or she's the co-TD for Whipped. And I understood that, but I kind of messed it up in my head. But the actual event coordinator and head TD is Miss Kate Martin. So, Kate, I am sorry. Um, I wanted to just issue a huge apology. I, you know, you put so much hard work into this event, and I saw your face all over it, but I don't know what I was thinking. I'd like to still blame the food poisoning from last week for, for not giving you credit for putting together such an amazing event. And we can talk more about Whipped and Whipped 2020 when Kate comes on the show next week. So, again, um, that's just a correction to last week's episode. But right now we're going to talk about this week's episode. I'm so excited. We're going to get a Pinburg breakdown from the 36th ranked player in Virginia and the 54th ranked player in the ladies bracket from Richmond, Virginia, Miss Laura Fraley. Yay! Hi, Lauren. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. Super happy to be here. I was super excited to have you. I've been kind of somewhat cyber stalking you on Facebook um, <laughs> as I've been doing. I, I feel like a creeper because I'm like starting to make all these pinball friends and we've never met face to face, but I'm like totally following your Facebook feed all the time. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> and I just Creep saw, away. <laughs> saw the video from you when you were in your band. Uh, just I saw that you saw that <laughs> and I'm a little concerned that you saw that. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's like 10 minutes before she's going to call me, and here she is liking this video that I didn't even post. Oh, man, that's hey, rough. We all have a past. That's all I'm saying. Hey, and you were in a band. I mean, you got points on me. I was not in a band. <laughs> I was probably in that audience because I am all about my, my girl rock, my riot rock. So, yeah, I totally probably would have been at something like this. <laughs> probably. It was fun, you know. Yeah, no, I, I was just, hey, now. Because, you know, I was trying to prep for the show and making sure I got all my, my info correct, especially since I was, I'm going to have to issue a correction. I'm going to double check all my information on my end. <laughs> so, right. But Laura, for our listeners who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the hobby and sport of pinball and where you're at today. Well, my name is Laura Fraley. I'm from Richmond. I run the Richmond Pinball Collective here, which is a location. It's a private member club that we have with uh, about 30 pinball machines. That's super And, cool. yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> That's not how I got into pinball. That's how I be <laughs> became obsessed with pinball. My husband is an operator and has been an operator for the entire time that we've known each other. So his 30th birthday, he uh, basically brought in a Ripley's Believe It or Not pinball machine to celebrate with, and it was the first exposure I'd really had to a pinball machine. I think I was about 20 six years old or something like that. We played that bad boy all night long and it was super fun. And man, I just, <laughs> we got obsessed. Uh, it was there for the whole weekend and we just played the crap out of it. It was so great. And then after that, we, um, I decided to surprise him by taking him to a pinball tournament. I didn't even know pinball tournaments existed but I found one on uh, Games Rec Pinball, which is like the precursor to Pinside. It's, you know, it was an online forum. And I found a pinball tournament there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, there are pinball tournaments. This is crazy. But so I, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to surprise my husband. Well, he wasn't even my husband at the time. My boyfriend uh, with this pinball tournament. And he's going to be so surprised there are pinball tournaments. And we went to it. It was in Fairfax. And we both came in dead last. Well, Correction, I came in dead last. He came in second to last. There were some serious people there. And I just didn't even know that culture existed. And, you know, we kind of ignored it for the next six or seven years until we both realized there were leagues. We're like, pinball leagues? What the heck? So we joined the leagues, and the rest is history. We just became absolutely obsessed. I am super competitive by nature, so 
it was exactly what I needed. But yeah, rambling. <laughs> hey, no, I mean, we want to find out your origin story and find out kind of how you came to the hobby. And I think everybody's story is unique. That's why I usually like to open the show with that and just kind of find out, you know, who introduced you to the hobby. And we talked about it with Jessica Kent a few episodes ago. Like every story is unique, even though my story is kind of boring. She's no, every story is special. So that's why I love to open the show with that. So nope, I think right. it's totally cool. And I want to ask you more later on in the show about that Richmond Pinball Collective, because I find that absolutely fascinating because I've never <laughs> met anybody who's part of a private pinball club. I feel extra fancy just knowing you. <laughs> I know somebody who has a private pinball club. That is awesome. Uh, you shouldn't feel fancy. It's more like a pinball moose lodge, and those are not <laughs> fancy at all. <laughs> so it's a bunch of old guys and me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We have a, a diverse membership body, but it is it is more like a moose lodge than um, – a country club. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we'll talk more about that later on in the show, but let's jump into some news. There's lots of news going on. The first big one that I wanted to chat about were that the Jurassic Park Pros are shipping, which I'm very excited about because we're going to have one here in San Antonio on location. So I'm excited about that. Have you had a chance to play a Jurassic Park yet, Laura? I did have a chance to play Jurassic Park. I played it at Replay FX. They had, um, I, I believe, Coin Taker brought the display. Um, there were, uh, let's see, three pros and one premium there, maybe four pros. I'm not entirely sure, but it was awesome, and I played it, and it has some really cool news because ours for the club is shipping out tomorrow, Yay! and I am so excited about it, <laughs> but it's so fast, and I just can't believe it's coming already, but it is a, it's a great game, and I've seen lots of unboxings, and I've been super stoked, and we just ordered ours a couple days ago, so I was really surprised to hear that it was shipping out tomorrow. Ah! Yeah, that is actually a really great turnaround. So, th And this is what I like. I mean, I... I think that Stern has a really good formula. You know, they release the game, and then, you know, less than a month later, games are shipping. I think that, you know, you, you're kind of riding that wave of people want that brand-new, shiny thing. And I think that they are really good at that. So I'm excited. We're having a, a, a launch party um, in mid-September here in San Antonio for our on-location uh, Jurassic Park. I think that'll be the first chance I get to play it because I don't have any big events between now and then, but still excited. The limited editions are going to be shipping out later this month, and then the premium should be rolling out in September. Lots of exciting stuff. I, I mean, if you have those kind of pockets or if you really want to get one, I would highly recommend picking one up. They look amazing, so I can't, I can't wait to play it. I'm very excited. Oh, you're going to love it. Yay! <laughs> I mean, it has dinosaurs. I mean, I mean how can you not love yeah. dinosaurs? Exactly. It's it's all about the dinosaurs, baby. Yeah. I mean, I was I like I said before, I was a little sad about no Jeff Goldblum, but it totally makes up for it with dinosaurs. I'm like, it's fine. I also was very sad about that. But what are you gonna do? Exactly. We got Nedry. Yeah. Oh well. I don't know if that completely makes up for it, but you know, we're gonna give him some points for that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the next big piece of news, and I thought this was interesting, and just I tend to want to talk about it just because it has a San Antonio connection. Um, but I also think in light of the discussion I'm not going to get into, which is the entire Big Lebowski Dutch pinball debacle. Oh, boy. That, yeah, exactly. I ain't going to touch that. But, <laughs> but, but something that maybe is like a good news story in maybe the way that things should happen when things don't go as planned in pinball. Zidware customers are getting refunds or receiving settlement. This is per pin side and, you know, it's pin side. So take that with a grain of salt. This was also stated in the uh, This Week in Pinball uh, website, but they are getting payouts from Deep Root. And the way it worked is that either they could get a game and or half their deposit if there was a game available they could get a game or they could get half their deposit and then if it came time you know for that date to come and they didn't have games available they could get their full deposit back and that's actually what's happening is and a lot of people are getting their full deposit back and i just i have to commend deep root for doing that i mean they didn't have to like i mean he didn't have to open his pocketbook to do that and you know I just think that's pretty awesome. Um, I think it's a good PR move, uh, especially, you know, since you're going to bring J-pop and that kind of comes with a lot of baggage. But I think overall it was a, a really good move on Deep Root's part. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. This is 
Um, I'm not one to get excited about something that I haven't seen or touched. Um, so I haven't um, been extremely excited uh, about Deep Root just because I know nothing about what they're putting out. But this is the first thing that I've seen that makes me excited because I know, I mean, they're showing, they're putting money up and they're putting money up to make these people whole. And it just shows me, I, I know a pinball machine is coming now. Like I, I was a little doubtful before, but I, they're talking with their money and it's talking to me. <laughs> so now I'm a little excited. Yeah. And I, you know, I of course have the angle of that. This is my hometown. So I, you know, my hometown could be like a pinball destination in a way, but I think that deep root kind of taking that step to, you know, again, you know, soothe those ruffle feathers. This is kind of the way things should go when things go down. But I'm in your camp. I'm not one to put down a deposit for something I have not seen or touched or, you know, I, I've been completely fascinated by games, but I'm not going to necessarily, you know, throw down money on something I haven't I haven't played. But that's just me, you know, that's just Lauren Gray's opinion. But I think that <laughs> Deep Root doing this, it makes me... It makes me feel, it gives me a warm fuzzy about them. So, I'm, Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. I am super nerded out. I already have my hotel room and my tickets for the Houston Arcade Expo because they're actually going to have um, their prototypes on the game room floor. So we'll actually be able to see them. So I think that's going to be super Right. Exciting. I did hear that. I heard that um, they were supposed to be at TPF this the, past year yeah. where I was, but... You know, it, things happen, and it's good that they're not trying to to rush it out. They're being pretty honest um, as far as we're just not ready yet, and we're sorry, but we're not ready. But Houston Arcade Expo, is that, is that what it's called? <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, it's so funny. I mean, it is like kind of more of a regional event, but it is getting a whole lot of traction because of the, the deep root rollout. Yeah, it's the Houston Arcade Expo. It's going to be in November. I'll put a link in the show notes if you guys are, are interested in attending that. I know we've talked about it quite a bit, especially with any of our Texas folks. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited and well done, Deep Root. You know, I'm giving you a fist bump. I'm giving you a podcast. In <laughs> more news, which I, this part I'm a little sad about, and I'm just I don't know Zach Sharp that well. He's he's super cool. Like the interactions we've had, but we're not you know besties. <laughs> <laughs> but my big thing was that I was sad that we we being uh, pinball was not featured on the Ocho. Um, for those of you who do, are not aware, ESPN The Ocho is a spinoff from the movie Dodgeball, where they kind of made a joke on showing in that movie uh, Dodgeball on a channel called The Ocho, which has kind of off-the-wall sports, like um, hamster racing or dodgeball <coughs> or something. Um, and they had recorded the uh, Stern Pro Finals, and I, I had, well, I was under the assumption that that was a go since they were recording it, but I guess it's one of those things where they can kind of decide later on. No, the statement from Zach Sharp at Stern was, "We respectfully decline ESPN's invitation to be featured on the Ocho this year. Our relationship with ESPN continues to this day, and we look forward to future opportunities of working together." I mean, there's this part of me that's super <laughs> sad that we weren't on ESPN because I kind of told people that I was like, we're going to be on the Ocho, y'all. And the, of course, people are like, Lauren, it's not a sport. I'm like, shut your face. It is a sport. Um, <laughs> it's totally a sport. It's totally a sport. But I mean, it, is it cherry pit spitting, though? Is, is it that good? <laughs> this is true. Is it national stone skipping or the Tetris World Championships? I mean, are we at that level yet? I just don't know, Laura. I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a little sad. <laughs> I was bummed because I was really excited to just go all out and just tell everybody, we're going to be on ESPN. Shut your face. I was like, it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, no, I um, I was a little disappointed. I, I mean, I don't know the why we they decided to pull they being stern out of the Ocho, but I hope that someday we may we, we actually might make real ESPN, maybe not the Ocho. Um, maybe that maybe that's it. Maybe they've just decided, you know what, we're better than the Ocho. We are better than the Golden Tee Championships. <laughs> we we could be on. <laughs> Uh, you know, and I always think of us maybe being on something like esports or or something of that nature. Yeah. Um. You know, may, maybe the Ocho is what we need to aspire to, but you know, you never know. I don't know. 
uh, how Stern thinks and operates, but I was a little sad. Right. We don't really know uh, what the conversation was like or how they wanted to represent pinball. And I have no doubt in my mind that Zach Sharp had pinball's best interest in mind when he declined. Um, it's just no real way for us to know. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm disappointed. And I agree that I think Zach probably had our best interest in mind and Stern's best interest because they are a company and this was their event. So I, I don't know why. I was just sad. <laughs> did you watch the pro circuit? I did watch uh, uh, parts of it as it was being streamed, and, and I really enjoyed it, although I uh, got a lot of static from my friends. They're like, what's the guy guy with the headlamp? I was like, I I feel judgment from y'all. Um, sometimes you need to just be prepared. Andy Rosa did an amazing job. Um, if those play fields can get dark, I totally understand why he wore the headlamp. I, I probably would have taken it off for the photo, but I understand why he wore the headlamp. So, But he did an am he played oh, amazing Oh, the headlamp. <laughs> I got trolled online for bringing up the headlamp. Really? <laughs> yes. I brought That's what I was talking to you about earlier. I brought up oh. the headlamp. I was defending Andy's use of the headlamp, and some some internet pinball troll was was uh, basically like, no, that's that's changing the designer's original intentions, and, and you can't do that. And I'm like, it's external to the pinball machine. <laughs> and... Um, how do you know the designer's intentions? How do you know if, if did the designer plan the room lighting? I just I don't know. And then he left my, he left my business a bad review. Aw, that's sad. No, I know, right? I, over a headlamp. So I, I I did not know this at all. I, I just, just want yeah, I just want Andy Rosa to know that I came to bat for him, and he owes me a solid <laughs> in the future. And it, it, my friends, like, when I was posting it, they're like, what's up with the headlamp? I'm like, I feel judgment, y'all. And, again, probably would have taken it off for the photo. But I'm like, those play fields are <laughs> seriously dark sometimes. And if they don't have good lighting in – because usually, for the most part, you're in an enclosed space. It's dark, and then the play fields are dark. I totally get why you were wear the lamp. Um, I think it was – very very helpful in watch looking at the play field so i don't i don't judge him at all i just would have taken it off the photo it's also pretty sharp looking yeah it was pretty it, it, i mean that was a nice little headlamp there i mean he he kind of went all out i'm like i think he might have gotten that at rei or something you know that, he that might not come from walmart so. that was definitely not a walmart headlamp <laughs> Okay, I never would have thought that we would be discussing headlamps on the show. But <laughs> Oh, no, it's a point of controversy. It is very controversial. Gloves, headlamps. Oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> um, you know and, I, and, you know, speaking of controversy, I don't want to really get into a lot of it because I feel it's weird. And we're going to talk about it here in just a second. But it's like everybody went to Pinburg and then everybody came back. And I feel like everybody went into a deep pinball depression and all this like sad, like vibes and just ugliness came out and all this crazy stuff has been going down. And I feel like I'm over here sipping my tea. Like what the heck is going on y'all? I'm just hanging out over here watching y'all argue over lots of different things. Um, you know, uh, I've, I've seen so many different dramas unfolding online, and most of it has taken place on social media. There's this part right. of me that loves social media. It, truly, I do. I enjoy it. But then there's this other part of me that's like, it's just a giant, like, you know, dumpster fire and just, ugh. It, you know what it is, is that I find out in a way, I, I guess, who people are. But, again, it's not even who they are because it's who they are online. It's like this weird curated person that you've, presented online but sometimes I'm like I did not know that you thought that and is that your position on this that's not okay and uh, that, that is so not okay and yeah you know we're I mean there was the the the, the Franchi and Bowen thing there was the reopening of the the Nitro controversy which I was like I can't believe we reopened that back up on our show we talked about it on in episode one I was shocked that that even happened. Um, poor Aaron is like essentially having to kind of reopen this wound and kind of revisit all of this poor thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, however you, you know, whatever side of the fence you sit on, all I'm saying is that a lot of people were there and somebody admitted to wrongdoing and to reopen this whole thing and say that somebody didn't do something that they already admitted to doing. 
I, I just, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why we went back there. I, I don't, I don't understand at all. Um, and, but I, my heart and my, um, my feelings go out to Erin to have to, to redeal with this all over again. And I just want her to know and other women to know in the community that, you know, most of the, I would say almost all of the community supports you and that we are here to play pinball and have a good time and that women should feel safe in the in pinball environments they are in, in any environment, not just pinball, but, um, you know, not everybody's bad. Um, and I just, again, poor, I, I was just really upset about the whole thing when I was reading it. I'm, I'm on a plane reading all this and I'm like, what in the heck is going on? Right. Yeah, no, that, um, pen side thread was pretty brutal. And, uh, yeah, I absolutely a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I don't know how this came back up. Um, my understanding was that, uh, an email was sent that was inappropriate and, um, Erin, as much as she probably didn't want to, and I don't know her personally, um, had to unfortunately um, defend or, or bring that back up again. And the uh, one of the owners of the business uh, would not let up on uh, the vitriol. So I don't, I don't know. Um, all I can say is that I would never support a company that treats people like that. And uh, there are many more companies you can put give your money to. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, it's just disheartening. And the you know, to, and I don't know Aaron personally either. I mean, we are our friends, you know, online. Um, and I, you try to move on from these types of things, and to have the just kind of rebrought back up. I mean, that poor thing. You know, it's just you, you want to move on from things like that when they happen. Um, I'm not saying that we don't want to address it, but I thought it was pretty well addressed when it happened. Um, but the fact that we're still, you know, bringing it up and, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm taking the wrong take on this, but I really thought we had kind of put that to bed and we had moved on a little bit, realizing that, you know, we need to change as a community and we need to be better and we need to um, make sure that we are doing the right thing, which I think that that particular show and that um, whole episode really did um, kind of wrap that up correctly, but to bring it all back up. But again, sorry, I am meandering a little bit, but I just wanted to say that, you know, let's, let's keep the drama to a minimum. I'm sorry that everybody, you know, is feeling kind of low after Pinberg, but man, I mean, sometimes we're trying to suck the fun out of pinball. <laughs> we are very sad. <laughs> Do I need to get like happy sun lamps for everybody or something? If you, yeah, if you know someone who went to Pinberg, please check on them. They are not okay. They are not okay. We are not, we are not okay. I have been <laughs> in a slump. I can't focus at work. All I can think about is all of my friends that I didn't get to spend enough time with, and it drives me crazy. But so it goes. <laughs> Laura and I chatted online, and I was talking to her about when she could come on, and she's like, can't come on that week because it's Pinberg week, and I'm, why don't you come on the week after? And we'll talk about all things Pinberg. So I was so excited that Laura was going to kind of be our correspondent, uh, Pinberg correspondent. Ooh. And doesn't that sound fancy? <laughs> it's super fancy. <laughs> So, Reporting from Richmond, Virginia, <laughs> just out of Pittsburgh, <laughs> eight days later or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Penberg was great. So for, again, we talked about it last week a bit. Uh, Pinberg is a part of Replay FX. Replay FX is a large uh, convention that went on from August 1st through August 4th of 2019. And Pinberg is the largest pinball tournament in the world, and that takes place during Replay FX. So, Laura, I've never been to either Replay FX or Pinberg. What is it like just from a scale? I mean, we look at pictures, but as just a player, you know, in the convention center, what is it like? Uh, it's enormous. Um, it is a huge setup. Uh, so I don't really know how many people attend Replay FX. Um, that's something you'd maybe have to ask Elizabeth Cromwell or uh, Doug, uh, Doug Polka, one of the, one of the replay people. Um, so I'm not entirely sure, but basically, if you walk in there, <clears throat> you've got about oh, I don't even know, um, maybe 30% of the entire space is dedicated to Penberg, and Penberg is a thousand people. And I may may be exaggerating; it may be more like 20% of all the games are Penberg games. The rest of the rest of it is 
old arcade games, consoles. Uh, there's a Ferris wheel. <laughs> I, I didn't go anywhere near it, but there was a Ferris wheel. Um, there is just insane vendors everywhere selling every type of thing, um, you know, arcade or pinball related. Uh, and then Penburgh is kind of its own little area at the back. That's also enormous. Um, and I think they use around 300 pinball machines for Pinburg. Ah, again, I don't know for sure, but it's just, I mean, it's a maze of awesomeness and it's easy to get lost. It's just, it's great. And so I know that the, the actual Pinburg itself takes place over three days. For somebody who's never played in Pinburg, what kind of tournament style is it? How does that work? Okay, so Pinburg is a match play tournament. Um, you generally play in groups of four. Uh, there are ten rounds. So the first day, Thursday, you play five rounds of pinball starting at about 10.30 and ending at about 10.30, um, give or take. And yeah, no, it's about 12 hours of pinball, and then you come back on Friday, you do it all again um, the next five rounds. So by match play, I mean you're going to be assigned a bank of four games for your first round. Um, you will play with three other people, so it's four-person groups, and you'll play on a bank of games that has one uh, one modern game, one uh, later solid state, early modern, uh, one early solid state, and one um, EM in each group. So every group has an EM, every group has a, a solid state machine, and and so on and so forth. You will play with these four people for on all four of these games um, for three, two, one, zero scoring. So if you win the game, you get three. Uh, if you lose, you get zero. <laughs> and oh. uh, yeah, so you can actually exit a four game round with zero points if you're really unlucky. Um, I have yet to do that, but it, it has happened to a couple people I know and it's, it's a little uh, demoralizing. <clears throat> oh, that makes me sad for whoever ha that happened to. I'm giving you a, a virtual hug because that makes me sad because I, I don't even like it when I play. We do match play here, and I walk away with one point. I'm like, ah, no, but no points. That would make me so sad. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often, and usually you'll see people come back from that. Um, there's a, There are enough rounds in Penberg where you can make up for that. It's not going to knock you out. Like you're, you've got ten full rounds, so one bad round isn't going to isn't going to kill you. But yeah, I had a, I think I had a, a two round. No, I had two two rounds, and that was a little disappointing. But then you get an eight or a nine, and it's fine. But there's a possibility of getting twelve points, which I did not get in any of those rounds. <laughs> but you get a little medal if you do. That's pretty neat. I know my skill level, and I don't think that I could make finals or you know make one of the divisions finals. Like maybe I could get the medal. Like maybe I could do that. Maybe that could be my goal <laughs> for when I go to Pinburg. So the you have the first ten rounds. You have one through five on Thursday. You have round six through ten on Friday. And then from what I understand, the division finals essentially they take the top. Is it the top five hundred? So I, I'm not quite. I think it's um, I think it's forty in each division. Okay. So there are five divisions. Maybe I could be wrong about how many there are in each division. Um, my apologies for that, but there are five divisions, A, B, C, D, E. Um, after day one, your division is set. So your play on day one is going to determine which division you are in. Okay. Um, it, and some people are restricted. It gets really complicated. Some people are restricted based on um, either their past Penberg performance or their IFPA ranking. Okay. And they did make some changes to the rules. Uh, so I don't think it used to be based on your past multiple Penberg performances and pop are performances, but I don't think that's the case anymore. And I'm sure Elizabeth Cromwell will yell at me if I get this wrong, but, <laughs> but I think it's just last year's Penberg and then your IFPA ranking determines if you're locked into a division. So you can actually, if you are Keith Elwin, you can actually perform terribly day one, but unfortunately you're ranked too high to be in B, C, D, or E division, so you're automatically going into A. Really? There's a lot of, yes, there's a lot of controversy about that, too, because a lot of people think it should be based on your play at this one event, but... I'm making the scrunchy face. Oh, I don't know if I like that. I mean, I get it, but I don't know. Mm. I am conflicted when it comes to that, so... 
It's it's a controversial point, but you also, I mean, do you really want to see Keith Elwin in D Division just murdering people? That's it's, true. He doesn't true. belong there. It's pretty <laughs> obvious he doesn't belong there. Yeah, that that would I'd be all like, I'm there's no chance I'm going to win against Keith Elwin in my E Division final over here. <laughs> I would love to see him in E Division. That would be hilarious. But <laughs> it would be kind of funny, even though I'm, he would never be there. But it would still be funny, you know. Here you go, second place, E Division. For like, <laughs> <laughs> it's oh so my. Mean, he's amazing. He's the goat. I've said that, you know, on more than one occasion. He's amazing, but I still would think, you know, they all all <laughs> players have a bad game. They're not perfect all the time, but I just can't imagine Keith Elwin in the E Division of Pinburg. Like, of course, yeah. All all players definitely have bad games. Did you see him play Iron Maiden at the Pro Circuit Finals? Yeah. Woo! That was that was rough. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we have um, so that's set on day one, and then the Pinburg finals are on Saturday, correct? That's correct. So if you make finals in your division, you wake up early and you start all over again, and that's pretty much a full day too. And I have never been to finals. <laughs> I've never made finals, so I don't really know about the structure of finals. Um, my husband did make uh, B finals this year, which was pretty cool. So I watched him. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's the highest he's ever uh, landed, and he was super excited about it. He did really well. I can't remember how many rounds there were and and all of that, but it was definitely a full day for sure. So in the midst of all that going on, so Pinburg, it's 1,000 players. It literally, the seats for Pinburg went in a minute when registration opened. So there's a lot of people that go to replay effects from what I understand and don't even play in Pinburg. They're just hanging out, but there's um, another tournament that they could play in, correct? That's correct. Uh, the Intergalactic Pinball Tournament. Is it the same kind of structure? Is it match play as well? Not at all. No, it's uh, limited qualifying, I think. I didn't do it. I haven't done it for the last couple of years. And I don't. I think it starts either Friday night or Saturday morning. But basically, you get 10 tickets, I think, and you there's a bank of games, and basically, you can use these tickets to play any of the games, and your top four games count toward uh, your overall score. So you're going for blow-it-up scores. That's You want your, your overall ticket of four games to be, you know, Amazing. top 10 scores on every game yeah. <laughs> yeah, to make finals. And that um, had over 500 players that played in that. It's still amazing amounts of uh, whoppers that you get from that tournament. But I just, I was exhausted. I just did not want to do it this year. But Well, I don't blame you. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of pinball. And that's what we were talking about on the last episode, uh, Karen and I, um, and then even before that, um, just the sheer amount of pinball. I mean, it's one thing because I get worn out from doing like a two-day tournament, but to do it for three full days, it's like, ugh, good lord. Four, and then four days, if you also include whipped, which happens on Sunday, yeah, which is like to me the most important part of replay effects, really, y'all. I mean, Pinburg's big, but I feel whipped is bigger, just in my humble opinion. Whipped is wonderful. <laughs> that play takes place on the the last day on Sunday, and from what I understood, there were five or six rounds and then finals. And that had 128 players. And congratulations again to Holly, who won and took first place. Way to go. Um, So that was super exciting. Um, But, Laura, so I I was going to kind of pick your brain because I'm going to go next year to Replay FX. I'm very excited about it. What are some tips that you would give to somebody? So are there, um, like, certain snacks, certain shoes? You know, I saw that there was even a VIP section. Is that worth it? Um, You know, (laughs) is it – I got an Airbnb that's not too far away. Should I – actually try to get at the the convention hotel so so what are some tips that you would give to somebody who's never been to replay fx or pinberg before um definitely good shoes uh i usually just wear running shoes and i stand up the entire time um somehow i live through it so a lot of people sit down if you want to bring a chair people bring those fold-up chairs um i i basically don't follow any of the tips i am (laughs) I, I am the worst person to give tips because I had no food in my bag. I never had water on me. Uh, I wore the same pair of shoes over and over again, which you're not supposed to do. So basically just do the opposite of everything that I'm saying. <laughs> the VIP section, um, the only reason I tried to get those tickets is because I wanted two chances to get into Penberg because it sold out in like five seconds. 
Yeah. That's how obsessed I am. And I did not get VIP tickets, but I looked at the VIP area and it was just like a gated off area with a few more pinball machines. Come on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that. But <laughs> I thought it was going to be like they were going to have couches and there was going to be the way made, like were there snacks? You know, when I think of VIP, I think <laughs> I get a bigger lanyard and there are snacks and pretty people and drinks and it was and comfy couches. In my mind, that's what I was thinking it would be. But yeah, I didn't. There, there may, may have been a couch. I don't know. It was all kind of open. It's all in the same area of the convention center, but it was sort of tucked back behind the intergalactic bank and I don't know. I wasn't really impressed, but I still I still would have liked to have gotten those Penberg tickets early. So just to make sure that I got in. You know, I just my thought is that in my mind is that I would pay. Like, I think they only charged it was like an extra hundred dollars for the VIP, which Mm -hmm. I don't I was surprised when I looked at it because I didn't think that that was actually a lot of money for a VIP ticket. I was like, that's actually not terrible. But you could probably charge way more than that if you put in like some couches and maybe a Slurpee machine. I'm just I'm just throwing ideas (laughs) out. Um, Maybe even a margarita machine. I don't know if that can happen because of the alcohol thing. But just just some ideas. Oh, you can drink there. You can drink at Penberg. Yay! (laughs) They sell they sell drinks there. I mean they're overpriced, but they definitely sell drinks there. See, and I'm always worried because I try not to drink when I play in tournaments, but then there becomes a point where I know that it just everything's going downhill, and I'm like, I'm just going to start drinking. This is <laughs> just Oh, been... yeah. <laughs> it's round 10 for me. That's when I started drinking, round 10, and I got a two that round, so it didn't really work out for me, but I was Aww. having a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I started out, I qualified in D, which is not the last division. This is the first year I've ever qualified not in the last division. Yay, so was... congratulations. Yeah, I was actually in the top of D, and then on Saturday, because you you carry over your record from the day before, unless you're in Division E, in which case your record is wiped clean. But um, A, B, C, and D carry over their record, so if you're in the top, you have a better chance of making finals, because you're already kind of, you have some momentum in that direction. But I just, I got two twos, and I was just sliding down. I think I ended up like 130th in D Division, which... (laughs) It was not even close to the 25 that I qualified at, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? No. <laughs> did, did you have fun? I had a blast. I, I had a blast. I actually have every round. I I printed out all my rounds here so just I because I wanted to remember. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to remember Penberg when she asked me about Penberg. Like, I'm not going to remember what happened. I have every game that I played. <laughs> I have every weird thing that happened in every group. So is there, out of all the games you played at Pinburg, was there one game that stood out to you that like that you're like, I either played the best on this game or it was the game that you're like, I've never seen this game before? Because that's what I hear a lot from people about Pinburg is that you see things that you just don't normally see. I think for me, since this was my fourth Pinburg, I see things that I intentionally forgot in the past and then <laughs> I re-remember them. But, uh, yeah, no, I, you see a lot of games that you're, uh, that you never see and you probably won't remember most of them because some of them are not great EMs uh, or some of them are just bizarre games like Motordome and I don't even know, but yeah. So the game that stood out the most to me, hmm, probably, well, I'm already, it's not one that I hadn't played before, but it's, uh. Satin Doll. Satin Doll. I have heard of it. I've never seen one. <laughs> it's an EM, and it's just got a really interesting flow to it. Uh, it's got an upper left flipper, and you can kind of – it's got these little uh, rollover nuggets. I know that's not the technical term, but the little <laughs> the little, the little plastic things that's nubs. Yes. <laughs> it's, got, it's got nubs, and you can get this really good flow by hitting these stand-ups and swinging a ball around the top of the play field, and it rolls over all the nubs and gives you lots of points. And it's just a weird, weird EM that I got, I got stuck with. I got stuck playing it at Whipped and at Penberg, so I'm kind of in love with it now. <laughs> Was there one game that you just actually cannot stand and, or that you know, pops up in your bank from year to year or that you maybe had this year? Um, I just don't want any game that I'm familiar with to ever pop up in my bank. My first, uh, first game of Penberg was No Fear, and I'm like, oh, I got this. I used to own a No Fear. I'm going to crush this and to get loops all day. 
And I got a zero on that game for my first game of Pinburg because I just couldn't pull it together. The shots weren't where I thought they were going to be. Everyone else was blowing it up. It's so sad. I cannot play games that I know at Pinburg because they're always going to be harder and they're never going to be, I don't know, I get overconfident, I guess. <laughs> no, I totally get it. It's, uh, I, I actually hate No Fear every time it comes up. I'm like, no, <laughs> I am not a fan. Why? I just, I I cannot dial in that game at all. It's just terrible. I just, I try really hard. And then finally I'm just like, no fear has broken me. I now have fear. It's, like, <laughs> it's a rip. It's a ripper. It's, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, game. I haven't found it. I haven't been able to kind of find my mojo with no fear. It just makes me sad. And I know, it, I know it's coming because they usually have it at Houston. So I'm like, blah, <laughs> like, dang it. <laughs> It's coming. Um, but no, I mean, that sounds amazing. And for those of you who want to put Pinburg on your calendar for next year, it's going to be July 9th through the 12th. So it's a little earlier this year, uh, July 9th through 12th, 2020. I already have my room, so I'm very excited about it. Um, I decided to opt for the Airbnb versus the hotel um, just because I thought, well, if somebody else wants to stay with me, that would be easier. I was like, Ugh. the only thing is that it's, you know, I'd have to catch a cab. It's not really the, the, the host said it was walkable, but I'm like, uh, after I've been on my feet all day, I don't know if I'm going to want to walk, uh, that far. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you have to go to whipped too. whipped is you have to, it's, it's amazing. It's like, <laughs> like when I say Pinburg, whipped is already implied because I can't imagine not being all with all my lady friends. To me, that is just going to become one of the premier, uh, female pinball events. I, I feel that that's where it's at right now. Um, I mean, I know it is the, actually the largest um, women's pinball tournament in the world Absolutely. At, to date. So I think that, yeah. you know, what Kate and Jessica are doing are simply amazing. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to put this out there because part of me is like, if I, do, if I do what I'm about to say I'm going to do, I can't play in the dang tournament because it would be a conflict of interest. But I would really love to do like a sponsorship for Whipped at, on behalf of the podcast. Like I just did a sponsorship for um, the Cleveland Pinball Show, uh, talking to Kim Martinez. And um, I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, maybe I should do this for Whipped. I was like, that would be kind of cool. I don't know how that would work. But then I'm like, then I can't be in the freaking tournament if I'm sponsoring it because it's a conflict of interest. <laughs> Is it? Is it a conflict? I, I don't of know, but I was like kind of like sad. Kate would let you in. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my Kate did an ama amazing job at that tournament. I, I know that it stresses her out, and I know that she works really hard. And uh, she and Jessica both. Jessica is an extremely experienced tournament director, and the thing just runs so smoothly, and it's just wonderful. I wish it was a little earlier in the day because I did not like, and this is a no bueno, that they were turning off the lights while Carrie was playing. I was right. Like, oh, that was not okay. That was not okay. Yeah. Context. I'm going to say that's okay. your one fault. I was like, come on now. I, I get it because I used to work, you know, in a place where I'm like, all right, turn off the lights. Y'all have to leave. Go. Go. <laughs> You know, honestly, Carrie Wynn can play in the dark. She doesn't need any light. She just knows where the ball is. She can somehow sense it and uh, vibrations on the play field. Like, Carrie Wing is a monster player. <laughs> She's incredible. She is amazing. Uh, we're going to have her on in September. She's agreed to come on the show. Oh, I'm cool. super excited. But, yeah, no, like, that game of F-14 Tomcat was amazing. I was like, oh, girl. Um, but, yeah, I just – I was very upset about that. But so I was like, oh, this is why we have to be earlier in the day or we have to take place on Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, it's really tough. I know they try to accommodate everything as best they can, and I, I think that literally there's just no more time unless yeah. we take another day or something like that. But it does kind of stink that, you know, the Penberg finals can have as many people as there were watching, spectating, and the whipped finals, like everybody, everybody has to go home. They're kicking you out of the convention center. It's like that's the thing that bothered me. It was just like, all right, you know, oh, you guys are still here, but okay, everybody else, you have to go home. And it just was kind of a bummer. That was like my one thing. Like if I could, if I could offer a critique to the people of Replay Effects and to the organizers, is that may maybe we could like maybe either move the the time that you guys, you know, shut down 
or, you know, and it's, and it's hard, you know, I, I put on, you know, those sides, not, not of that scale, but I put on events and, and it's hard to make everybody happy and make everything work. And, and I think that overall, everything I hear is just uh, that the organizers do such an amazing job. So I don't want them to think it's like this, like, really, I'm really angry. It just, I was just kind of, meh. You're so angry. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you're angry, Lauren. I can tell I, you're I, furious. He was like, oh, no. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, really, with the lights? But um, overall, I think it was an amazing event. And my favorite thing, I mean, I talked about it last week, but that whole ball save with Rachel on Spanish Eyes, I'm still, like, every time I think about it, I just get all goosebumpy. But there is a picture. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Did you see the picture that Gene Wong did from Orange Photography of the crowd when Rachel um, – no he it's on I, I will put a link to it he is doing a shot of like the chicago folks um in the audience and you you were seeing their reaction to that ball save and it would that like and i i got him again i got goosebumps just looking at the crowd because it was all of of her friends and just everybody you can see everybody's face like like oh my god it was an incredible save it was incredible i mean it wasn't even a save well, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was a save, I guess. It was trapped under the flipper, but it was, like, it was basically dead. And she did this, like, beautiful flutter. Like, ah, so, so great. <laughs> I, yeah, it was one of those things where, did that just happen? That just happened. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, no, I'm going to remember that, you know, footage for a very, very long time. But, Laura, tell us a little bit more about this pinball club that you're in. So how did you guys start the Richmond Pinball Collective? Because I've never heard of a private pinball club. Yeah, you got to know to know. you got to know somebody. No, it's uh, – I don't – well, basically, it, it's kind of complicated. But we wanted to open a location. We had no locations in Richmond, um, uh, sort of a few – breweries that maybe had a couple of pinball machines um, outside of the major Richmond metro area. So we basically, when I got into pinball, there was nothing but house leagues. And we really wanted a location where we could put a lot of machines in and just have people come and have fun. We had no intention of making it a private club. It just kind of ended up that way because Virginia ABC laws are crazy. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm being completely honest. So it was just going to be a space with pinball machines, and we all just put our extra pinball machines in there and go play. No business, no formal anything. And then we're like, hmm, well, we want to drink there too. Is that legal? And we started looking more into it, and it's like, nope, you can't do that. Nope, you can't do that. Lots of roadblocks. So the Pinball Collective actually was shaped out of – inconvenience. <laughs> we had to figure out a way to make the thing happen. And uh, it was not the way that we intended, but it's had some really amazing consequences in that we've now got this community that is just awesome of all these people that we didn't know before and would never have known each other. And now we're all just, I mean, it's private, but anyone can join. It's, it's you know, the the private nature of it is so that we don't have to open a restaurant because in Virginia to serve alcohol, you have to have a restaurant. Really? So yes, oh. there are no bars. It's you have to serve food. I have never wanted to be in the restaurant business and I don't intend on ever doing that unless we collaborate with someone else who runs the entire restaurant part of it. But yeah, so it's, uh, it's kind of like a moose lodge. Moose lodge is a private club that ser that has a bar and serves alcohol and uh, you have to be a member. So we kind of took that model and, they were so confused. The ABC was so confused. <laughs> alcoholic beverage control for people who don't know, because a lot of states don't have alcoholic beverage control. But uh, yes, it's a separate lawmaking organization that mandates how you can sell and consume alcohol in our state. <laughs> it was really stressful for the first couple of years while we were planning this, um, but it's now kind of just running itself. We have volunteers. Um, everything is, I don't know, it's awesome. We have tournaments there. It's super great. So if you're ever in Richmond, please come by. Um, it's not like a secret knock. You can actually just show up and <laughs> pay a prospective member fee of 10 bucks and enjoy it for the whole day. Or if you just know me, you can just come for free. <laughs> but, yeah, we love it. I go to Virginia quite often for work and I'm supposed to be in Fredericksburg um, probably in January. So I was thinking that doesn't look very far from Richmond. <laughs> so. 
It's not. It's an hour away. There is pinball in Fredericksburg now, though. Really? Oh, my goodness. Yes. A friend of mine operates at Maltese Brewery, which is this tiny little microbrewery, and they have, like, 10 pinball machines there, and they have tournaments there all the time. It's a new development, so... But you should still come to Richmond. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I probably will do both. I'm very excited. I'm actually, I might sound a little different for our regular listeners, and I've been trying to muffle the sound. I'm doing this recording in a hotel room in Anchorage, Alaska, um, and I'm disappointed oh my because there's not really a lot of pinball in Alaska. I mean, I wasn't expecting, like, a lot, but there's only one place, and it's kind of like a bar, and I'm going to try to get there tonight before I leave, but I don't know if it's going to actually happen. But I, w- I just thought there would be more pinball. I try to do pinball when I'm out and about. Ah, it- it's been very, very interesting, and I haven't seen any animals. I was a little sad because I thought they'd just be wandering <laughs> around. Um, but I am actually in downtown Anchorage, and they're not wandering around the city. Although all my coworkers were saying, oh, yeah, well, we saw a moose over here this morning. I'm like, well, why didn't y'all take a picture of it? Oh, but, man. Yeah. I'm then the, sorry. The, yeah, I'm like, it's like a little bit of a bummer. The, the main thing I was cracking up is that they were sending me home with all this meat and fish, which is kind of nice, but I have this giant cooler that I have to take back on the plane. And What? Yeah, so, I mean – I am not a hunter. I am from Texas, and hunting is very big in Texas, um, but I am not myself a hunter. But I do eat meat, um, but I've never eaten bear, so I'm very intrigued. I got a bunch of bear sausage, so I'm just kind of – Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, do people eat bear? I just kind of made a face, like, is that okay? And they're like, yeah, and here's some bear sausage. We didn't have any caribou, but you can have the bear sausage, and here's some halibut, and here's some – salmon i'm like oh okay so can I thought, you like, bring bear on the plane i see and that was the thing i thought i'm like how am i gonna get this back home um he i can check it you can check it in the cooler as long as you don't have dry ice that's the thing if you have dry ice you can't check it but um i can check it as long as it's and it's frozen solid i have it downstairs in the hotel freezer um like this ought to be really interesting wow <laughs> i've never traveled with frozen meat before this is a first <laughs> You but, made uh, out well. Yeah, I was like, this is all right. This is a nice little parting gift. So we'll, we'll, I'll give a, you guys an update on how the uh, bear sausage goes. I'm a little, a little weirded out by the bear. I mean, it was so nice. I mean, they were the people here have been very friendly, and the fact that they're sending me home with things is is really really sweet. But <laughs> I just didn't expect a of whole, course. whole ice chest of meat. So, no, but, um, it's, it's super hospitable. And, yeah. Uh, I'm a vegetarian, but you better eat every bite of that bear. Yeah, and it's like I was a vegetarian for a long time, so I, you know, it took me a while to kind of get okay with eating meat again. And But I just never thought I would ever eat bear. <laughs> so I'm just kind of <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to try it, and I'll eat it if it tastes okay. I'm just like, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. You're going to eat all of the bear. <laughs> I'm going to need you to eat all of the bear. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag eat all of the bear. (laughs) If any, yes. Hashtag eat all of the bear. If you do not eat all of the bear, you will be held accountable. Oh, my God. No. No. Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. All right. Sorry, guys. I kind of went off there on my Alaska tangent and and bear and bear sausage. Um, The last part of our show, as always, is our segment, the one segment we have called Inside the Pinball Studio. This is an opportunity for our listeners to find out more about you, Laura, and the workings of your pinball mind. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. So there's going to be a series of questions and just give us the top of mind answer. First question. What game do you love? Oh, that's easy. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden is the bestest. It is super fun. I mean, not the Stern version. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, the Stern version. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Well, there is another Iron Maiden game. There is. That's true. Yes. (laughs) No, Iron Maiden is my game. Uh, We have one in our house. I'm obsessed with it. I play it every day and have for the last year, and it's time to move on probably, but I'm not ready. So... Well, you're going to have the new Keith Elwin game very soon, so there you go. So I, I, I'm excited to, to, you know, learn more about that. But that's an excellent choice. What game do you hate? Diner. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Diner's a pretty terrible game. It's It's got racist call-outs. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the shots. 
every time we have one at the club and I'm just, I'm trying to convince our director to just take it out. So every time we get something new, I'm like, can you take diner out? And he's like, Oh no, I'll take something else out. Like, no, take diner out. Get rid of diner. (laughs) I waited tables for six years. I don't want to do it on a pinball machine. (laughs) I hear that. Yeah. All right. So what is your favorite pinball art? This can be back glass, cabinet art, play field art. What's your favorite pinball art package? Uh, I would say Fathom. Greg Freres. Oh, Ooh, yeah. I love him. Greg Freres is my favorite pinball artist, and I actually have a pretty funny Greg Freres story if you want to hear it. I do want to hear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty funny. Um, I just kind of fangirl over Greg Ferris. I ordered a Fathom print. I have it framed. Um, we have an Escape from the Lost World here, which he did the art on. I love the art on Hot Doggin. Um, Whoa, Nelly can eh, go away, but whatever. We'll forgive him for that yeah, one Yeah, we'll, we'll let that one pass. So I decided to reach out to him on Facebook and tell him he was my favorite pinball artist. And I did. It was very put together. I was like, hi, Greg. My name is Laura. I really respect you as an artist and blah, blah, blah. And then he actually responded to me. So I started freaking out and I was like, oh my God. So I was like, I have to tell my friends. And I sent a message to my friends. I'm like, oh my God, you guys, I'm totally, I'm totally freaking out. I'm fangirling here. Greg Ferris just sent me a message back. And then I realized I'd sent that message to oh, Greg Ferris. Oh no. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. And then I, I immediately realized that I'm like, oh, oh, that was not for you. I'm, I'm so sorry. That was not for you. And he was like, thank you. I'm very flattered. And I'm just like, oh, bye. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. Oh, no. But I do this to myself a lot. Like, I always get myself in these pickles. And I'm just like, oh, God, I was, I was doing so well up until then. But anyway, I guess he knows that I'm a super fan now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's the best as I love that. No, I do stuff like that all the time. Like, ah, no, you weren't supposed to see that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if I could go back in time. Oh my god, that's too funny. Alright, question number four. What is your favorite pinball sound? The music on Bad Girls by Gottlieb. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty jamming. Uh, I just found out yesterday, yesterday they stole it from Michael Jackson, so that's a little disappointing. So apparently, uh, basically, just a Michael Jackson track that's been slightly modified and I never knew this and we've owned it for like four years now a little disappointed but it's rocking music if you haven't played Bad Girls and you get a chance to I mean it's it breaks it down yeah no my favorite um I love I mean ripping the spinner is probably my favorite sound but when it comes to music I actually just discovered back in May uh Night Moves the cocktail table um have you ever played that I can't say that I have. Oh, oh, that's, I'm going to send you that link because it is like straight up Miami Vice, late 80s, disco-y synth kind of thing. I swear if that ever comes for sale, listeners, if you know somebody that is selling a Night Moves or, you know, wants to get rid of it, it it's called Night Moves. It is a cocktail table and it is amazing. I'm going to include that in the show notes because that is that is on my like list of things I must have in my game room someday because I love it that much. It's really cheesy, but it's actually got decent gameplay for a cocktail table. It but the music is my favorite part. We'll include a sample of uh Bad Girls and then I'll show, put a link in the show notes for Night Moves cuz that's that's awesome. All right, question number 5. What is your favorite tournament, festival, expo to play in? I mean, Replay FX and Penberg, obviously. <laughs> Penberg. This is the Penberg There's nothing... show. Yeah. Well, it, it, Replay FX is a show. I didn't spend any time on anything else. But, yeah, Penberg is Penberg is definitely my favorite. I really enjoyed um, TPF and the women's tournament that they put together there this past March. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, no, TPF is becoming, like, the next big thing to attend besides Penberg, from what I understand, um, talking to people. And then also um, I talked to Elizabeth and Raleigh um, from Space City, and they are planning to put on the women's tournament again next year. So um, for those of you in planning what you want to do in 2020, they are going to have the ladies' tournament. Oh, I'll be there. Yay! I got third I got third place last year, or this year, so I'm going to defend my third place title, and I will be there. Fantastic. I will be there as well. So we'll actually, uh, hopefully I'll see you before then, but um, we'll definitely see each other in March for sure. For sure. 
what is your grail pin? Do you own it or is there a pin out there that you, you must have? I don't own it. Um, it is nine ball Stern Electronics. Oh my goodness. Eighty, I think. Nine ball's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Are you laughing at me? No, I'm like I'm like, like I'm like I like no, I like nine ball. I do. I just wasn't expecting nine I don't know why, I just wasn't expecting it. No, it's I'm a good sorry. One. I first played nine ball at TPF in your state, uh, and it was a beautifully restored nine ball, and I played it for two hours with my girlfriend, Jessie, and there were these guys that were trying to get on it, and we're like, do you want to join our game? And then they did, because we wouldn't let them have the machine. (laughs) They were pretty horrible. But then they were like, wow, you guys are having so much fun. This is what TPF is all about. I'm like, us kicking your butt? Yeah, it is. I got like... (laughs) 2.5 2.5 on that thing, but yeah, it's, I love that game, and I got to play it again at Penberg, and I was so excited. So, yep, that's my grail. Sorry. They're really hard to find. They are really hard to find. I mean, I, I've seen them online. I've, I've never actually played Nine Ball, so I think that, uh, no, that's a, that's a good one. We haven't had the one, that one as a grail pin yet, so <laughs> you've now made the list. Um, okay, question number seven. Who would you like to play head-to-head, or is there somebody that you love to play pinball with? I love playing pinball with everyone, but I would really love to have a game with Bo and Karen's. Nice. Um, every time, yeah, every time I see him, he's so busy, uh, and he's a friend of mine, but he's so, we've never played a game of pinball together, and it, it boggles my mind. I see him at least a few times a year, and I just, he's always busy doing something, whether it's running Penberg or at TPF. He was helping uh, give tutorials on Alice Cooper and he's just a man about town, so it's it's impossible. And, yeah, I would love to play with him. I love his tutorials. They've taught me a lot. I just, you know. Yeah, his pop-up <laughs> tutorials are amazing, and I've watched many of them. I feel like I know him. Like, I feel like he's my friend, but he, he and I have never met in real life. We've chatted, you know, basically on Facebook. Um, he's your friend. <laughs> Bowen is a friend of everyone, unless you're a sexist pig. <laughs> If you're a sexist pig, he's your worst enemy. <laughs> I mean, from all the Papa videos, when I was first starting out, I was watching like every Papa video I could. And, you know, for me, he's such an icon in the pinball scene, but also he is really on the forefront of trying to, you know, make pinball a better place for all players. And I know that he gets a lot of static on things, but I just want to say, Bowen, there are a lot of people who think you're doing an amazing job, so... Um, you have more lovers than you do haters out there. So I, I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes, especially on social media, because it feels like everything's amplified. But he's good people. I, I, I think we would be friends if we met in real life. <laughs> and now you will be. Yeah, yeah exactly, when I was giving you mad props. Anything but... else you want to say about Bowen? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, question number eight. Final question. What is your dream theme? And this is a theme that has not been created, but that you would like produced by one of the major manufacturers. Um, that would be Jaws, and it's never going to happen. So let's just not even talk about no, it. It's so sad. It could happen. I was really thinking thinking that it was going to happen, but it it didn't pan out. And they just put out uh, Stern just put out Jurassic Park. There's no way sharks are coming in the near future. I'm so sad. You know, I talked about this a little bit on a thread for this week in pinball. I really think that Jaws could be an excellent theme. Um, I just there's so many ways you can go about that Um, you could have a whole thing where you know you could try to have an upper play field that's like the actual boat you could have a lower play field like that's the shark head I mean there's I don't know I just I think Jaws is an amazing theme as a person who loves Shark Week I think that's an excellent theme I know Shark Week was so good this year too it was was. I love uh, (laughs) Rob Riggle and he being the host of it was hysterical I'm laughing (laughs) but I watch like I watch Shark Week religiously every year so I feel that and and Jaws is still frightening to me even though I know what's going to happen I still find Jaws very scary Um, but I think it's a, a great theme I Nobody has mentioned Jaws yet, so that's going to be the first entry on our dream theme list. But that's it. We've reached the end of the show. Laura, thank you so much for coming on again. I really appreciate you breaking down Pinberg for everybody. For people who want to find out more about your super secret pinball club, that's not so secret, um, where can they find out more information about the Richmond Pinball Collective? So it's just richmondpinballcollective.org is our website, and we're on Facebook, of course, Richmond Pinball Collective. Or you can just shoot me a a PM on Facebook. 
So lots of easy ways if you are in the Richmond area um, to get a hold of Laura and play some pinball and be part of the cool pinball club. Very, very exciting. <laughs> but again, Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Loved having you on. And hopefully you'll come back soon. All right. Thanks, Lauren. Everybody, again, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for all the positive reviews you guys are leaving on Apple Podcasts. If you guys want to share this with your friends, I really appreciate it. But if you have any comments, I take feedback. I will always take feedback. If you, there are things you think we should do on the show, if there are things you don't like that you think are no bueno, um, always feel free to email me. It's backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Next week, I referred to this at the beginning of the show, we are going to have the illustrious Kate Martin, the whipped coordinator and Miss Bells NYC. So I am very excited that she has agreed to come on the show and we will chat with her next week about all things pinball in New York. They just had that really cool uh, segment they did on Now This. So that was fun. And then also, again, we can talk more about Whipped as well. But again, thank you, Laura, for being on the show. Kate, we'll talk to you next week. And for everybody, thank you for tuning into the Backbox Pinball podcast. Keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on iTunes. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!